Because you want to live in the forefront of your times, in ideals and in sacrifice, you have elected this. Live from Mad Rivers Boulevard, it's Paul and Why, hello. hello there. Hi. Welcome to a Sunday morning when one of us has bed voice. <laughs> <laughs> did you have a teenage sleep in? Oh, yeah, my oath I did. <laughs> yeah, yes, you can all hear it. It's not a cold. My lovely one got up and left it whatever o'clock this mm. morning and I haven't said a damn word until I turned up at your house. Isn't that funny? Sometimes when I have to make phone calls and I've only just woken up, mm. I will practice talking before I ring somebody because I don't <laughs> want to have bed voice. So I will just have a conversation with myself around the room so I can warm myself up mm. because I feel, especially if it's an important phone call with yeah. somebody you want to think you've got a lot of stuff on, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're really, really busy. I mean, you're up early in the morning, you're going to the organic market, you know, <laughs> then you're doing, you know, whatever else you've got to do during the day and so you want them to think you've had a full day at 9am. Yeah, and you do all this before you call crust pizza. <laughs> <laughs> before you get, you know, pesto aioli and gluten-free cardboard or whatever Just the heck Just another gluten-free breakfast pizza, thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would there be people? Do you think there is a market for the breakfast pizza? Yes, for sure. Like surely, maybe, maybe sort of. It, it's clearly the thin crust. Mm. Clearly a thin crust. You reckon people would go puffy at yeah, like puffy. ten in the morning? See, if I was gonna have, if I was the type of person that would eat a pizza for breakfast, I would want puffy crust for sure, yeah. and I'd want like banana oh. and sultanas oh, and like oh. honey on top. What would you have for a breakfast pizza? Barbecue sauce and cheese. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> what would I have for a dinner pizza? Barbecue sauce, sauce and cheese. cheese. That's it. <laughs> it is quite a lot. I mean, you're in a shirt and pant Thank now. You, I am in my pajamas. Oh, um, I dressed up for you again. You look great. Thanks very much. But it's raining outside, and I was thinking to myself, it's funny when you do something weekly, and then it, the time sort of goes, and you've done it for quite a few weeks because mm. we're at about podcast ten now, mm. and you can actually see how the seasons have changed oh, yes. over the time. Because when we first started this podcast. Mm. You and I were just constantly sweating oh, sweat. from beginning to end. Exactly. So you saying we're at that point in the affair where you're starting to notice the quality of the hotel room? <laughs> so rather than just, I'm in his presence, we're around. Now you're going, mm. I'm bored now. Now I'm looking around. I'm looking over your shoulder a bit. I'm not paying as much attention. <laughs> you're listening to Paul and Rach. Let's have a little discussion about James Franco hitting up a teenager on Instagram. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. Have you seen this story? No, I'm not oh, aware. Well, hang, let- on, hang on, I think this is pop culture. Oh, yeah? I didn't want to suggest it because I didn't think you liked oh, no, it. No, 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 no. It's now got a charm. It's got a life of its own. Okay, okay can we really yeah, do all right, it? Here we okay, all right, wait. I'm going to put the microphone down. Here we go. Culture! Culture! <laughs> Gotcha! (laughs) I knew you'd come around. I love that you've come around. So James Franco, right, yes. has gone to an interview uh, to an autograph signing, and there is a young bird there, nice blonde-looking lady, very attractive. Mm. Uploads a lot of lovely photos of herself to Instagram. Been there, and she <laughs> and she asks James for an autograph. Oh. She takes a photo of him while you know they're there. He says, "Are you on Instagram?" She says, "Yes." He says, "Look me up." Oh. So she looks him up and follows him. This is all public, no DM. This is all bloody public. And herein lies my issue. If you are a celebrity 
This shit's going to get out. Correct. So DM or if you're going to send a photo, send one where you can turn around and go, somebody stole my phone. It's not really me or yeah, whatever. The Craig Thompson defence. Exactly. Learn from a master. Yeah, because, geez, didn't that work out well? So here's uh, what happens between James Franco and this young lady. So uh, he asks, can I see you? She says, as long as you're James Franco. He says, I am. Are you single? What's the hotel? Should I rent a room? Oh, oh. This is a 17-year-old. Old girl, P.S. Yes, she's legal, but at the same time, what are we jumping straight to the should I rent a room? But How on, about what are your interests? <laughs> What's your favourite colour? <laughs> exactly. Uh, then she writes back, April Fool's was an hour ago, though, because she thinks it's not him. So he sends a photo saying it's me oh, of him dear, waving, dear, right? Dear. Then it goes on and says, I just want proper evidence that it's you. Uh, so he says, I gave it to you. If you don't want to meet, then text me when you do. Bye. So she writes back, you sound dodgy, though. He says, bye. Mm. What an idiot. Then she says, one second, I will meet you if you write my name on a piece of paper, then send it to me with your face also in the picture. So he does. Oh, come on. In the day and age of screenshots. Come on. And when you can send it on, what the hell are you doing that for? So do they meet up? So they don't meet up in the end and she releases it to the news authorities and things and, of course, everything goes bunter and then he gets interviewed about it and he says, oh, I made a mistake. I obviously shouldn't have done that. I mean, this is a smart, intelligent guy who understands how social media works. You know my theory. Every bit of douchey behaviour that you've ever seen from a bloke happens because it worked once. Mm. This is the whole thing, girls, okay? Mm. If you find a guy sleazy, carries on like that, it's because somewhere, some other part of the sisterhood mm-hmm. gave into that shit. <laughs> and now you are reaping the benefits of douchery. What a do- That's it, though. Okay, James Franco, let's imagine. Oh. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's imagine. Okay. All right. Now I'm James Franco. Okay. Let me let me preface this by saying that my boyfriend does listen to the podcast, so this is purely hypothetical. Oh, hey, hey, <laughs> that's all right. He's out of the picture because he's not in the room right now, and I'm James Franco. Okay, you're James Franco. All okay. Right. Is, does James Franco have a shot? Oh, James Franco's absolutely. Oh, so hang on. So all of this, all of the cover and the douche. <laughs> I could tell during this break you weren't throwing everything at this. <laughs> I could tell that there was a certain just little, well, one day I might meet him. (laughs) You never know, he might listen to the podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. Oh, Paul Murray. Madam. God, let us discuss the fact that Grumpy Cat has an agent. Oh. Oh, Yeah, and a Hollywood film is being made about the cat with the grumpy face. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. This cat, which, you know, I'm sure you have seen on the internet in memes and such, uh, has made its owner a lot of money. And now the YouTube channel now has over 25 million views and 200,000 Subscribers. So I just I gotta get my latest. <laughs> gotta get my grumpy cat update. I don't subscribe to anything on YouTube. No, neither do I. Like I've got an account like because I used to post some stuff. Mm. But why would you need to? But this is the great thing that's you know worries me sometimes. And and you know hey, if you're a podcast subscriber, we love you. Yeah, yeah. But there is a lot of stuff on the internet on YouTube and stuff. Where there are an insane amount of subscribers and followers, and you think, 
what the hell for? One another su- such thing that I was looking at today, Freely the Banana Lady. Have you heard about this bird? What? Freely the Banana Girl. How do you become Freely the Banana Girl? By being insane, I'm pretty sure, because this is another one of these ladies. Is she a banana girl because she can do stuff with her tongue? Nope. You want to know why she's a banana girl? Yeah. Because her diet consists entirely of mono meals made up of a single fruit, such as two entire pineapples in a sitting or a as many as 20 bananas at a time. No shit, you're skinny, sweetheart. You're not f- eating yeah. anything. Um. <laughs> if that's entertainment, if that's entertainment, I'm done. Like, if that's what it takes to make a mark in this world is to eat 50 bananas, f- you. Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. The mechanical problem is uh, befitting our house at the moment, Raji. Um, last night, I'm sitting there before I go out. My missus is going to go and take care of the... Uh, by the way, we do hang out every now and then, my wife. <laughs> yeah. A few people have gone, why are you married to this woman? All the stories seem to be getting away from her. Okay, I dig her. Don't worry. And she's listening right now. Love you, Shani. Hi, Shani. The thing is, and I like what you're wearing. Oh, yeah, Ooh, me too. That is an interesting choice, but I stand by it. But let's wear less of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, we're both talking dirty to your wife. Oh, now I'm in. The thing is, so as she was leaving yesterday, mm-hmm. bing, I'm like, that's a bit odd. Like, mm. she doesn't have a club lock. Like, yeah. remember when everyone had a club lock <laughs> yeah. and everyone is like, like bing, oh, okay, that's just somebody taking the club lock off. Guess who still has a club lock? <laughs> oh, you don't. No, my dad. Oh, Ronnie My C. dad, Ronnie C. Why? Loving himself sick on the club lock. Even oh. after, remember when the club lock, when they found out that it could be snapped by somebody who's stealing your car yeah. in about 0.5 of a second, they were pointless, still puts the club lock on. But also it's that thing too where I always thought that, because most people will go, oh yeah, they'll take it off and they'll put it on the passenger seat or mm-hmm. they'll take it off and put it on the back seat. Mm-hmm. Guess what happens in a car accident? You yeah. now have that 28 <laughs> yeah. kilo hunk of metal just ripping around the yeah. cabin. Yeah, yeah. But Ronnie C goes, well, my well. van hasn't been stolen yet. <laughs> exactly. Don't want anybody to steal the Hilux. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, back to the mechanical problem. So, the beep, there's no so, club lock. So beep, and I'm going, oh, fair enough. Anyway, mm-hmm. another beep, and I'm going, what the f- beep, beep. And mm-hmm. I'm going, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, so, you know, I'll be honest with you. I've just popped some popcorn. Yeah. I'm about to have some Coke Zero, <laughs> and I'm going to sit down and watch a little bit of me WWE Network. Right? I'm, yeah. ready. I'm set for a solid yes, hour. Yeah, you don't and need I've, to get up again. <laughs> and I've gone. Gee, what's going on? <laughs> Slight concern slash mm, shittiness. Mm. Open the door, and she just waves at me, and I've gone. Are you okay? Oh, it's the car. Said, what do you mean it's the car? Every time she turns the ignition on, <laughs> beam. <laughs> but here's what's bizarre: it stayed on. So it didn't matter what she did, the horn wouldn't turn off. So she goes up our street, (laughs) around the corner, and then because she's freaking out, she's gone, she's trying to do the right thing. So she pulls over at the end of our street, she pulls over, and all I can hear is, (laughs) neighbours are coming out, all Koshan's cars. Have you ever, ever heard... Of a car that can't turn the horn off. I don't understand how cars work at the best of times, but I didn't think that the horn had any kind of connection to where you put the key in. Correct. I didn't think. But let alone, and then also, so the solution, right? Mm. She rings her brother who's a mechanic, calls the NRMA, and they just go, love, all you've got to do is just pull the fuse out. 
Now, where's, where's the fuse? The fuse boxes, depending <laughs> on which car, you, you know, it, sometimes easy to find, sometimes hard to find. However, what is very hard to work out is when you see a panel of 20 things that all look the same, <laughs> yeah. working out which one is for the horn. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I get it to the world of mechanics or the smart mm. people or, you know, the good, the good folk of Auto One who will be listening mm-hmm, to us right mm-hmm. now and go, oh, mate, it's always clearly number 72. Yeah. Okay, I get that you're a little unimpressed yes. with us right now. Yeah, yeah. But what are you supposed to do? Just sit there with the horn up going, all right, just one second, one, nah. But this is the great thing about mechanics, who I love dearly because you helped me out a number of times with something that I don't know anything about. But you have an incredible wealth of knowledge that you must remember none of us possess. So when I come to the mechanics and I've done something real stupid, which I've done on a number of times, I'd really appreciate it if you didn't look at me like, you know, my nine years of mechanics school didn't sink in. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how... it wasn't a compulsory work. subject. It wasn't a compulsory subject. Yeah. I didn't learn that in Year 9 science, you yeah. know. So I am just doing my best with my logical, practical brain to work things out myself. Now, I've done this a number of times. I can I can understand Shani's driving around the neighbourhood with something loud. because going, I'm not making so much noise, I feel bad. Well, this is it. But, you know, I did that once when um, the wheel bearings collapsed in my, we- in my wheel. And anybody who knows that knows that that's quite a fatal flaw. Kind of big. It's a massive thing in your car. And I drove around for... Almost a week with my car going <laughs> everywhere to the point where anywhere I drove past, people were looking at like, what sound is that car making? And I just thought, I'm sure it'll come good. <laughs> and then when I had some trouble with the old Subaru Leone 1982 that I drove around for a while, it. Uh, it was sort of chugging along. And I'd remembered that previously, the last time that it was chugging a little bit, it didn't have enough oil in it. Now I know in my practical logical brain, to check the dipstick. I've been doing that since I was 17. And know- checking the car. Oh. <laughs> but for some reason, <laughs> I just didn't check the dipstick. What I did instead was I went into the petrol station. Yeah. I purchased two four-litre bottles of oil. Yeah, good girl. And I filled that <laughs> thing up. I filled it. Oh, like you filled it to the top. Filled it no, to no, the no. top. No. And then... I, I don't know why. I mean, it was a complete and utter brain fart moment. And then I got in the car. I drove out of the car. I drove out of the uh, petrol station at West Gosford. And then it was like a fog had descended on West Gosford. The ass came out of the car, smoke everywhere. It dumped all its oil. And next thing you know, it was like the Exxon Valdez on the street at, at West Gosford. And the poor bastards at Auto One had to come down and drain the oil out of my car while I sat there like an idiot and you know what i didn't appreciate feeling like i was a moron because i already knew it want to stay in touch head to the website paulandrache.com.au quick question for you Pauluani. yes madam um, oh, i like when you do that oh scratching my nose mm-hmm. like that uh oh, is anthony mundine gonna give up boxing anytime mm. soon <laughs> yeah you'd has hope he, so has he won anything Ever? Well, yeah, he was like a world champ for a little while. But was see, he? that's boxing's this weird thing where there's like proper world class, awesome boxing, and then there's a different federations of whatever, and then there's the sure you can have a world title thing. Mm. He did 
that level and a couple of others. But he's never really been, you know, top of the damn world. Yeah, because he talks a big game. Well, because he doesn't fight in America. And he won't fight in America because, unsurprisingly, when you say a bit of shit like 9-11, they deserved it. Guess yeah. what? America remembers. <laughs> yeah, Dickhead. Exactly. Because all I seem to see in the news is news of him losing all yeah. the time. And I can't remember the last time I saw an article about him winning. But this brings me to the thing, and I say this with trepidation, mm. because I understand that there are a lot of people out there who are into the world of boxing oh. and understand that are it is an art some and a sport. Yeah, maybe. Are you going to hurt some people? Maybe. Are you going to give them a right hook perhaps, of words? Perhaps. Why does anybody want to get punched or punch people in the head? I find this with UFC even worse. Mm. The idea of a sport being based around dislodging somebody's brain. Yeah, I don't understand because... Look, it's... I've watched it and I go, yeah, cool. A knockout still looks awesome. I've done the YouTube, you know, thing where you look at Mike Tyson's knockouts and it's like, boom! Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. But then the the fundamental bit kicks in where you go, why? What are you doing? Because you're you're properly putting your fist into another person's head and making their brain bounce against the inside of their skull. Like, to me, sport's about halftime oranges. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Like, sport's about teamwork. And and it doesn't matter how you, if you win or lose, it's how you play the game. Oh, there's no encouragement award in boxing, right? (laughs) There's no Encouragement award. Here comes the boom. If you are the certificate of participation kid (laughs) in boxing, you're going to get your lights belted out. Yeah, correct. And I understand that there is a lot of athleticism to it. I know that you are very, very fit. And anytime I've done any kind of boxing training with boxers, when you hang shit on something, I I know. I know it's great. I know it's awesome, but it's terrible. But Paulie, these people punch people for a living. I I have to be respectful. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. But anytime I've trained with boxers, you. You know, they have a fitness that you can't even match up to. I And I'm completely in awe of how they can keep going and all of the skipping and the running and they're toned and they've got brilliant physiques and they're like, you know, fitness is supreme. But at the same time, at the end of the day, all of that running and jumping and skipping and practicing and punching a bag eventually is just so that you can stand across from another human being who... I'm sure is a nice person and has a lot of things that they would like to do with their life. And then you just put your fist into their face. So yet another argument against excessive exercise. <laughs> right. Because, okay. oh, look at all this effort and all it is. is just it leads to violence. Yeah, correct. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Don't forget to find us on Facebook. Uh, well, you already know we're on Facebook. But uh, follow us on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is at Paul and Rach. Hey, you need to start retweeting your tweets on Twitter and tweeting from the Paul and Rach account. Okay. Okay? Because we need to tweet more. We've okay. said this before and She's, we're not tweeting She is enough. looking at me with proper eyes. I'm looking at you with proper. So, okay. You want you want at PM on it retweeted for Paul and Rach or do you want me just authoring it, Paul and Rach? See, w- both. If you, do a, if you do a funny tweet on PM on air, then you can retweet on Paul. a lot of political Paul. ranting. Yeah, I know, but this do is we- the thing. This is no. Oh, Sean, what a dickhead! <laughs> At Paul and Rach, thanks for that. But this is the thing: you can say things that your PM on air persona uh, shouldn't say. So you're saying the the arm's length. So yeah. so uh, I can go. Oh, mate, I didn't do that. Rach did it. Exactly. See. This is the perfect crime, I reckon buddy. people might know the ones that are my tweet versus your tweet. <laughs> I think they probably will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Paul and Rach go to the movies. <gasps> yes! You know, pretty much this is the only thing I do with my life apart from, uh, you know, this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I, uh, you know, I don't mind a movie or two. Am I creepy uh-huh. for going to the Lego movie by myself through the week. Now, I love a by myself movie. Awesome, fantastic. Love it. Is it creepy 
for a bloke in his mid thirties with a beard to go to a children's movie by himself. Only if he's in a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> Good. All right. Excellent. Mm. But there is this thing about kids' movies that I've spoken about so many times, and the reason I loved the Lego Movie. If you ever played with Lego as a kid, there's that feeling. Mm-hmm. that came with playing with Lego. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to articulate, but it's the feeling that says, okay, all I need in the world is a single red brick. Yeah. And you would just go... <laughs> <laughs> you would just swim through Lego until you found it. And then this that's actually a big theme of the movie. It's about ah. creativity and following the instructions versus... You Doing know, your own thing. Yeah. I, you know the thing that used to ship me about Lego? You know those little like three millimetre pieces that were super, super thin? Oh, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. would put them on top of a normal brick and then you could never get things off. <laughs> never get the things yeah. off. And then all of a sudden you had a red brick with a blue top and you didn't want the blue top anymore. But that was it. That little piece yeah. was just going to sit on there by itself because you couldn't use it This anymore. won't surprise, mm. but I don't think there was a piece of Lego, a Matchbox car, a Star Wars figurine that didn't have my teeth marks on it. Because <laughs> I just would be like, oh, I'll break that off that way. Clunk. But then you just start walking and we're just playing and you go, why am I chewing on Lego? You see, you know, when you were saying that, I held myself back because you said there weren't, wasn't a piece of Lego and I almost said that you didn't try to eat. And then I thought, you know what? I'm not going to say that because oh. P. Muzzy's doing his best. He's, he's losing weight. Look at him go. He's doing all these things. I'm not going to say that. And then it turns out that's exactly what you did. <laughs> <laughs> Your punchline is my memory. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. I have a rude story to tell. Oh, Ooh, they're going to be beeping in this one. All right, excellent. Everyone should know you're on your knees right now. <laughs> it comes with demonstrati. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get dirty. <laughs> okay, so my friend, uh, who I'm not going to mention because he might get in trouble, Christy is Williamson. <laughs> not Christy Williamson. It is a boy, Christy Williamson, and, <laughs> and he is. You know, now we've got people actually emailing us Paul at paulandrage.com.au saying more Christy Williamson stories, please. <laughs> <laughs> so my friend awesome. is. I love a, you, whoever wrote that. Uh, is a teacher, right? But not a. He just ch- tutors, but he's tutors in a very obscure subject, and some of the classes that he teaches. His students are actually three or four years older than him. Oh! Now he has a lot of consultation hours, and his his subject is quite interesting and very left of field. But he has a lot of consultation hours, which, if you've been to uni, you know, is basically the hour during the week that your tutor has their door open when you can come in, and nobody goes to consultation hours. Right. Absolutely, nobody goes to consultation. And the great is it not the great myth that that's also the crack on time? Well, oh. here we go. Oh. My apologies. The only consultation hours that don't get attended is everybody else except for my friend. Oh. He is an attractive young man. The look of love. He has a lot of female fans in his classes and every single week... His consultation hours are attended. Fantastic. Now, Good we, on him. Is he single? He is single. Oh, oh, hello. He is single. This is a buffet. This a is, buffet of youth. This is a buffet of youth. So one of the girls who had uh, come quite often to her his consultation uh, came in for the last consultation of the semester. Now exams were over. Things were done. There was no need for them to meet again week in, week out. Everything was said, wrapped, tight little bow on that number. So she came in and he wondered what she was doing there. And she was a lovely Korean lady. This will become important later in the story. She walked in the door 
And he said, oh, hey, nice to see you. The first thing that came out of her mouth, do you like Asian chicks? <laughs> and it was on. Oh! <laughs> In the consultation hour in his university assigned office, he got fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. And apparently, this is not the first time this has happened. This kid is a magnet for sexual attention. Wow. He, the other day, had the neighbor come over just to say hi and ended up getting. And you know what he said? He There's said, so much beeping, but I love it. I know. He said, I don't even like <laughs> But I got it because she offered it. Well, he's wrong about that, by the way. <laughs> but people are literally, these women are just coming up to him and like a buffet, as you said, offering him whatever he would like to choose from the dessert bar. This, I hate him. Seriously. And I love him. It's, it's incredible. I have never met anybody. He's living yes. Rachel's story time. <laughs> he is living Rachel's story time. This happens to him all the time. And every single time I see him, he has another story about some other woman that has thrown herself at him and not taken no for an answer. That is incredible. I'm trying to think about what you do with that power. Are there times when you don't, like, you know, is it inconvenient at times? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and what kind of superhero outfit do you have when you're like that? I reckon just a cape and nothing else. <laughs> Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. So the delightful people that suggested that I download a sleep talking app and uh, record myself sleep talking, I have done such a thing. Can and we endorse this app? Because I, I was trying to find this the other day. Oh, what yeah. is the name of it? Because I want people to... It's called Sleep know. Talk and it's excellent. Sleep talk. Yeah, because it, basically I just have it beside my bed and okay. you when you press the little... What else is beside your bed? <laughs> a cup of tea. Why are you laughing? <laughs> I love you and I hate you. Um, so you press the little bed uh, symbol <laughs> yeah. and it gives you... It counts down 30 minutes so it gives you time to fall asleep. Fantastic. And then it only records things when there is an increase in ambient noise. So it doesn't record all night like one of the apps I got one night was and then oh, you're trawling through... Nine hours of audio. This actually just gives you little audio files each time you say something. And so um, I thought I'd just put a collection because I've got reams of the stuff here. Um, So at the end of the podcast, after Rachel's story time, uh, stick around for a collection of some of the things that I say in my sleep, including... I wouldn't say it was if it wasn't. I'd I'd say, oh, you could... I would would absolutely tell you. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) What am I? even talking about but this is the thing i love that's how you talk in real life yeah which just means the balance between bullshit rage and subconscious rage yeah you have completely got rid of it you are a subconscious <laughs> yes. how awesome is that i know and i have uh, in the past you know because i've slept my entire life like me and my sister my mum would come in and we'd be having conversations because she's the sleep talker too and a sleepwalker um but I've had boyfriends of mine try and mind me for information because they think, oh, "Oh, this is the perfect time to find out if she's cheating or doing anything I know. And so they kind of try and engage me in conversation, which you can do at any time you'd like when I'm sleeping. If you start talking to me, I'll just start having a conversation with you back. Got no idea what I'm saying. So the truth serum for you... Is sleep. Yeah. (laughs) Two wines. Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Now, Rach, I've got to get you up to my place. Oh, yeah. Uh, makes it sound like you've got to come up to the farm. I love your place. It's lovely. But you've got to come up because uh, I want you to do to me what I'm about to do to you. Uh-oh. Which is uh, you have two 
pairs of running shoes. Yeah, I do. That's commitment to, to exercise. We all know this. Yes. What is the difference between the pink pair yes. and the white pair with the pink swirl on them? Okay, so the pink pair, the Boost, they are my running shoes, okay. right? Um, and so they're very good. They're like running on clouds, except you know I'm an avid stepper. I love yeah. step class. Oh, it's uh, very complicated. Very complicated. Up, <laughs> down. Up. But I yeah. tried to wear those shoes at step class and because there's no side support, I was in an immense amount of pain so I had to buy a second pair of shoes for step class. So I now have a pair of runners for step class and a pair of runners for running. How much money are these things? <laughs> They're like 200 bucks a pop. Because that's my thing. I reckon the world is taking the piss because I have just discovered joggers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. What a load of shit that yeah. they cost that much money. We all know they are made in factories mm. by children. Mm. I know. Okay, they are not $300. But the thing about the jogger is, and the other thing actually is that I went and got those um, that pink pair uh, at a sports store, had a lovely long conversation with the doll- Delightful older man who was working there who oh, was an avid on. marathon runner. Silver Fox. <laughs> Bit too far in the Silver Fox range. A little too high in the age range for me. If that means he had a gut. <laughs> no, no. Because in your age range, it, you'll, you'll hit 60s. Bloody 60s? <laughs> What am, I, what am I schlepping around nursing homes what? looking for Mr. Right these oh, days? Hang on, 60? You're not in a nursing home at 60? That sounded like something a 10 year old said. You know, you're 50. <laughs> you're so loud. You know what? The most important thing uh, that I look for in a man is a senior citizen's card for a <laughs> $1.50 bus ride. Because <laughs> you can dollar hopper you all. Exactly. Again. So this guy was really delightful, and we had a, a long chat, and mm. I really enjoyed talking to him about running because he was an avid runner. And so I purchased the the, the boots from him mm. and he went up to the counter because we'd had such a delightful chat and he said, knock 80 bucks off, right? Oh, so I'm thinking when I go and get these other shoes but it was a different store, I'll just have a lovely chat to the sales attendant and then I'll give it a bit of is that the best price you can but, do. But hang on, this is the bloke who's, you know, he shared so much. What about some customer loyalty, Rach? Go back to this bloke. <laughs> well, I went back, but he wasn't there. Oh. So I thought I'll bugger off and go somewhere else. Mm. And so I have a chat to this lovely gentleman who's helping me out, and then I give it a little, is that the best price? Which I just don't believe it ever Most is. Is the best we can do? Because <laughs> my dad always says, can we sharpen the pencil? What does it mean? What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know what it means. That's always done it, mate. Uh, can we sharpen the pencil? What does it mean? What is that? I don't know. Love so you, Kenny. So anyway, I, I said, can we sharpen the pencil? <laughs> and the guy just goes, uh, no, that's the price on the tag. Well, don't it? We're not even gonna. You're not, we're even, not even gonna play this you're game not even, because I don't believe that to be true. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there is a hundred and fifty percent markup. Mm. There is always some wriggle room. But I guarantee you would be exactly like me, which is okay. You, you'll barter about the shoes, mm-hmm. but if that's the sticker price on the car, oh well, that must be. <laughs> yeah. Like seriously, I know, and I'm really proud of myself when I step up to the plate and I bargain because I suck at bargaining and I never ever do it, and I always need somebody to take with me if I ever need to be in a bargaining situation because my bargaining approach is arrive, look at the price tag, say, is that the price? They say yes. I say, could I give you $10 more? (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to Paul and Rach. 
You know, I was watching Pretty Woman the other night. God, that's a good movie. You're the second person who saw it just oh, the other yeah. Such a good movie. And it's got that Lauren Wood Fallen song, you know. I can't believe it. You're a dream coming true. I can't for you. Guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. New segment time, Paulie. Oh, I like it. It's called What the F is Going On? Bum, bum, <laughs> ba, da, da, ba. <laughs> this is uh, similar to the questions for Paulie segment, no, a like segment it. where I have, have a you few. You rebadged things. a segment. I have rebadged okay. a segment. This is because there's not so many questions here, so much as it is just what is wrong with people? A, uh, a couple of things that I've seen in the news yeah, of these late. mostly racial observations. <laughs> They are not mostly racial observations, although... If she uses the term they at any point in the next couple of minutes, they is a racial... No, the first story is about a lovely man called Michael Brown, who is an African-American gentleman. He has been sentenced to 60 years in jail for sucking a woman's toes in Walmart. What? Yes, and... How is that a jailable offence? An unwilling woman's toes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Here's me thinking, well, you know, you got to spice it up. Ooh. What is it about yeah. sucking toes? No, This no. is questions for Paulie, after yeah. all. <laughs> I don't understand why people want to put my toes in their mouth. But also, you know, let's be honest, the only way you can carry on with that sort of business is that if you are a couple who shower before... Oh, yes. You know what I mean? Like... like Yes. It's so but I don't get it. Let's have a discussion here. Why isn't everyone not showering before? Well, you know, this is the thing about, and I don't find it an overly uh, sort of anally retentive approach to sexual intercourse. I just think it's a courtesy thing. <laughs> I mean, let's wash up top and tails so nobody's having to deal with the stink of the day. I don't disagree. I, I, just, I don't disagree. I, I think that's pretty simple. You bring your A game and your A game means... Please. <laughs> exactly. Question number two in the not questions for Pauly <laughs> segment. <laughs> you know we can stop and start again here. <laughs> I just don't think we should. Uh, are you aware of the a little thing called furries? I, this was a thing. Wasn't this a thing in Entourage where where uh, Johnny Chase mm-hmm. had to dress as a bunny to have sex with someone? Well, this is now not just a thing in Entourage. It's a thing in real life. And keep an eye out for a documentary called At Home with the Furries, which Let follows... Let ABC2. <laughs> potentially. Which no, follows... SBS2. It is a bit SBS2. Which follows the life of these individuals... No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...who go through everyday life <laughs> in these furry costumes and go... Because for them, it says... they say that they can sort of have a playful, fun attitude to life without people knowing who they are. So there are all these photos photos of them playing poker. Yeah, they're at home playing poker. There's one at the computer. (laughs) Dressed as an... uh, That's Akel Tawnybird, who works as a technician and describes himself as a part-time griffin. Yeah, I'll give you the tip. If I was your boss, you are no longer working for the company. Have a look at Smirnoff, a husky wolf hybrid, lives in North London, works as an actor and director. Oh, what a surprise. He does. Here, look, they go out to restaurants dressed like this. Oh, wow. Chill the disco griffin and his friend Pants the Panther enjoy a quiet drink in Brighton. There's there's a red dragon... (laughs) 
from Cardiff preparing leeks for supper. So what is the point? The point is to be at one with nature or to be sort of childlike. What childlike is and apparently to sort of have a sense of fun without people knowing who they are because your identity is hidden. So it's not a sexual thing. Apparently there is a, an element of, you know, a part of the community that enjoys it in a sexual way. But essentially it's just people expressing themselves. I just can't. I'm, and you know, I've studied physical theatre in Bangkok. <laughs> I've done installations. I mean, I've done all of the artistic bullshit you can get your hands on. Physical theatre in yes, Bangkok. Yes, I am well versed in the art yeah. of artistic wankery. Yeah, correct. There is very little that I would not give a crack or can't pat somebody in the yeah. back for giving a try. Good on this, you. Good on you. This is never going on my to-do list. No, never, not ever. I well, my imagine. issue is, at what point in your childhood mm-hmm. and what broke you mm-hmm. that that's <laughs> how you're going to rediscover your childhood? Because even a fully functioning, awesome childhood mm-hmm. is not dressed as a fox. No, exactly, exactly. It's a whole bunch of brokenness. Uh, and then finally, in this segment, the prince and princess are here at the moment from the UK, the Duke and Duchess. Um, what? what? I might be meeting them. Get out of town, you got a golden ticket. You got a golden ticket. What? Yeah, chance in a couple of weeks. There's yeah. a little there's a little something something. There's a little party. <gasps> and uh, and I think I'm on the list. Okay. I was And I said to Shani, do you want to go? Because she hates the social things. Yeah. And she's like, you know, oh yeah, oh maybe. Do you know if Shan's not going, I'm your wife. Yes! I am so your wife. Would you plus one? Yeah, are you kidding me? Okay. I was totally going to hang ship and now I'm Oh, but now you're going to meet her. Oh, well, welcome to Showbiz. (laughs) Welcome to Showbiz 101. Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Rach, uh, very big uh, breaking news. (gasps) Very big breaking news. Uh, The Ultimate Warrior, wrestler. Oh, yes. Dead, brown bed, gone, ta-da. Farewell. And predicted his own demise a mere 24 hours prior or something, didn't he? This is what was kooky and weird. Ultimate Warrior, 90s wrestler, was uh, inducted in the Hall of Fame Saturday American time, uh, was paraded at WrestleMania 30 on Sunday American time, Monday turns up on on Monday Night Raw and gives, you know, the speech about, we will live forever. Mm -hmm. Next day, heart attack, bang, gone, dead, ta-da, thank you very much. Spooky. This guy has not been on any wrestling television for 18 years. Wow. And then three days, bang, gone. Let me ask you first, how was the show? Awesome. Really? Undertaker lost. What? Thank you. Undertaker lost. First time ever. 21 and 1. But obviously, the creative department had to inject an Undertaker loss at some point. But isn't he too old to be wrestling now? I would think so now. He looks like Alice Cooper. (laughs) You know, you just think, this is not good for you to be standing up, let alone wrestling. And by the by, am I the only one who's never found Alice Cooper scary? You know, he's sort of meant to be all, ooh, I'm the evil man, the chicken head. Yeah. I don't find him scary at all. He's scary in that way where, you know, you see some, you know, bloke in a a ghost train jump out at you and you go, you're an out-of-work actor. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But also there's a sign that says ghost train. (laughs) I'd be far more freaked out if I go home and open the bathroom and there's somebody with a knife going, (laughs) Exactly. But back to The Ultimate Warrior, this whole dropping dead with no warning thing, 
frightens me, and I can only imagine, as a man of more girth, it might frighten you Are a you little as well. Are you suggesting it's in my future? I am suggesting <laughs> that you have said to me... Do you know how me, bad you're going to feel next week if I die? Don't you dare. Don't you dare. If I die this don't week. You dare. This don't week. Don't you dare. Don't you forever. dare. Don't you, you dare. Don't you dare. Please oh, don't. Okay, heart attack if it's ever going to happen. Don't you dare, because you know that you and I, over the years, when I've tried to get you eating healthier, which, P.S., you now go in the gym and you know I'm proud. Thank you, sweetie. You've always said to me that the, the only thing that would make you diet or exercise would be a heart attack. Yeah, pretty You've much. always said that. Yeah. And I'm very happy that it hasn't taken you to that and that now you're at the gym. Are you still at the 24-hour yes, gym? Yes, still at the gym. Still at the gym. You're still, still wearing grey t-shirt yeah, to course, make yourself look sweaty? Yeah, although I, I upgraded to, uh, because I like the sweat factor. The sweat mm-hmm. factor makes me think that something's going on. Mm-hmm. Is that I've upgraded to the long sleeve T-shirt. Goodness. So just I'm just really trying to cook that heat. Wow. And you you don't pass out. If I even get a degree of heat up, I feel like I'm going to pass but out. But also, uh, uh, you know, you're very similar to uh, an old Gemini that might be getting towards the end of its <laughs> legs in that you're constantly putting water in the radiator. Constantly <laughs> putting. So like you, you, you know, go up the stairs. Hang on just one second. I'm rehydrate. Yeah. I don't touch the stuff. No water during exercise. No, no, no. I just get in there and go, no, I'm going to get rid of... I I don't need it. Really? I don't get a headache. Nothing. Nothing. Wow. See, I think... Admittedly, I just sit in the corner and watch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I just go, all right, as long as it'll be seen, I walk through a door and walk out 45 minutes I later. I think, though, see, this is the great thing. You have avoided exercise for a long time. Mm. But I reckon when you really start to break the back of it, there is an exerciser inside you that's dying to get out. I don't, Well, you know, I was a bit of a weights kid. as uh, uh, I was a bit of a weights kid in, as a teenager. I used to love it. Love, love really? it. Really? Yeah, love it, love it. And I was big sort of the clean and jerk, all of that business. I was, I was obsessed with it. Really? Yeah, I know. And then I found a sausage roll, <laughs> which is a lot easier to lift. Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Rach, I know we're sort of wrapping up, but just before we go, yeah. a little something, something here. Yeah. Oh. oh, we're going to get in so much trouble for can playing I, this on the podcast. Can I do a love muscle here? Yes. Here it is, a special request for a special lady. A special lady missing her man who's overseas right now. But here she is, Rachel Corbett. Can't believe it, you're a dream coming true. Yes, indeed. I can't believe how I have fallen for you. Mm. Breathy bit coming up when I was not looking. Hey, come on, big breath. Was content to remain. And it's ironic to be back in the game. Break it down. You are the one that's led me to the sun. She's got hair in her face. How could I know that I was lost without you? And I want to tell you, you control my dreams. And I talk about you a lot too. And you should know that you are life in my veins. Take us out, love muscle. Well, there it is, something special. A little something something for Rachel Corbet. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Rach, you know I'm a big supporter of small business. <laughs> you are. <laughs>
<laughs> there's, yep. a, there's a, a cool thing that I got the chance to, to try it in Penrith, Western Sydney, uh, before it has opened, okay? Oh. It's called like I Fly Australia. Oh, is that the thing I saw on your Facebook page with you flying in the air in a little Swansea? Correct, correct. <laughs> it is indoor skydiving, <gasps> right? It's awesome. Is it fun? There is no way I would jump out of a plane. No, I'm not a massive fan either. Because chance of hitting the ground, mm, mm. at least here, if something went wrong, all you do is hit a net. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. done, I'm in, okay? Yeah, totally. The, the setup is, you know, giant tubes sort of 60 metres high, mm-hmm. uh, four separate fans that create 300 kilometre mm. an hour winds. Oh, my God. And then uh, the more surface area you have, Good oh. for <laughs> the, uh, the, the the higher you'll go, the faster you'll go, all of those things. Did you shoot through the roof? Pretty much. <laughs> That's it, because all you want to do is sort of stand up straight and try and fight the wind. Yeah. And then eventually you just get loose. And So do you start on your tummy and then it goes up, or you have to start standing up and then get to your tummy? Well, yeah, so, so you, go through, you, you go through the little door that'll put you in, mm-hmm. and then you lean forward and basically fall into it. And because you're on an angle, that'll push your legs up, oh. and then bang, you're horizontal, right? Do you feel like you're going to make a mistake and face plant it or yes, something? Yes, yes. <laughs> but also what, what you realise is that when you've got 300 kilometre hour winds blowing at you, mm. that your mouth instantly turns into Wallace and Gromit. Like just <laughs> yeah. really massive, really massive. And every bit of saliva you've ever had. Oh, you're dry. Just, you're sort of like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I don't know. It's is weird. it uncomfortable? Well, no. After a while you go, oh, that's right. There's 300 k's of, yeah. of, of, of wind right, blowing. Right, right. Mm. You know, you've got your helmets. Like you're completely cool. Mm. So then the bloke sort of teaches you how to float up and down. And you go, okay, right, I'm going okay at this. Mm-hmm. Um, you mm. would be a Amazing. Really? Because the key, apparently, to yep. falling out of a plane, just in case anyone's planning on doing it <laughs> yep. and you needed this podcast to get you through, <laughs> yeah. um, is you've got to arch your back. So apparently oh. the more sort of more oh, flexible Rocky. you are, oh. and you know, I've read reports about you on the internet, you're fine. <laughs> You're fine. Your bloke's now got in touch with me and we're comparing notes. And and uh, you haven't lost any of your sparkle. Is that if, if you arch, you, you can do more things. You can oh, sort of really? float around. Can you? But then what happened was, in the second time you go around, the guy says, put your arms together. So then for, again, you're creating more resistance. Yeah. And then he holds on to you, but you shoot right to the top. <gasps> it was awesome. Oh, I want to do it. It was so magnificent. And I love the idea. You know, like I love Wet and Wild. I love mm-hmm. the fact there's a beach in... You know, Western Sydney, yep. I love that now you can jump out of a plane without it being your 60th birthday. You would die in Dubai because mm. they have um, an indoor ski field oh. in the hottest <laughs> place in the world. They've got a – how's your carbon footprint going over there? Yeah, correct. You, you're, you're making it snow in 50-degree heat. Jesus, yeah. what am I worrying about running my Toyota Paseo for over here when that's happening on the other side of the world? Well, now we're getting into the whole issue of climate change, Rach, and why Australia. <laughs> but I'll save all that for Sky News. Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. Don't forget to just before the podcast officially ends, you're going to hear Rachel and what she says in her sleep. I'll do this, by the way, in a couple of weeks. What? I'll do the sleep talk app. Do it. Oh, yeah, of course. Do it. You have an even more exciting, I wish we could sleep video you because you do things like wake up and think you're a rabbit. And then there was that video that we were watching when we were in the Hunter where you kept lifting up your arm <laughs> and just sort of laying there with your arm lifted up. It was really weird. Well, if you're going to play my wife and come to Canberra, maybe. <gasps> yes, I'm going to sleep video yeah, yeah. you. You'll see the live show. 
<laughs> That's all that'll be required that of you. All right, it is time for story time. Uh, at the end of the podcast, of course, you will hear my sleep talking, which is just going to be like this, except minus the funny bits, <laughs> which is probably not that enticing. What I find bizarre is that you've got production that plays in the middle of the Oh, night. I know. <laughs> I know, right? It's very professional, my sleeping. Um, would you like to do a little intro for story time today? Yes. Now, at the end of our podcast each and every week, Rachel Corbett reads a story from, I don't know why I paused during your name, but anyway, Rachel Corbett. <laughs> There we go. Uh, we'll read a story from Picture Magazine mm-hmm. with uh, dirty words replaced with a word that means something to us or has been suggested by you. May I suggest one? Yes. Well, it's two. Oh, yeah. Ultimate Warrior. Oh. It's our tribute <laughs> to the fallen wrestling superstars that all dirty words will be replaced with Ultimate Warrior. I'm going to say it's what he would have wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Here we go. Today's story is called Dark and Dirty. (laughs) I was on my second date with Jen who had amazing Ultimate Warriors and wore (laughs) low-cut tops. I kept getting busted looking at her Ultimate Warriors before she eventually put me out of my misery and placed her hand on my leg. She asked, do you want to get out of here? And as she spoke, her hand slid up to find the end of my Ultimate Warrior underneath (laughs) my jeans. Hang on, this isn't hiding anything. (laughs) (laughs) Ultimate warrior, yes, was all I could say. That's when she grabbed me by the hand and led me to a park down the road. It was well lit around the edges, but there were dark patches of grass in the centre. Once we got our spot, she ultimate warrior me by ultimate worrying out my ultimate warrior. I like it outside, she said. I hope you don't mind. Her ultimate warriors immediately went to work on my ultimate warrior, even though she got some ultimate warrior to ultimate warrior, ultimate warrior. Ultimate warrior me, she moaned, like an ultimate warrior. Cars passed by as I ultimate warriored her ultimate warriorly while on ultimate warrior. My ultimate warriors started ultimate worrying as I was getting ready to... Ultimate warrior, my ultimate warriors. Oh, wow. She ultimate warrior, my ultimate warrior with her ultimate warriors, but I was so ultimate warrior that I ultimate warrior, ultimate warrior and ultimate warrior on her chest. <laughs> This is the story I've been able to follow every single thing. We raced out of the park and went back to my place for some more peaceful ultimate worrying. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. You go up to his place of business and does he know you? It's for me to not be withdrawn from people's meals. Why don't we have to press for all this every single content time? <laughs> I mean, it's still really very emotional and there's a lot of that kind of stuff. Very clever. Hey, hey, hems could we unpick and just re-sew ourselves into configurations? <laughs> and then same thing, same thing again. Another night before, drink at a cafe, um, generally in the corner. It's a definitely good joke, I promise. I wouldn't say it was if it wasn't. I'd, I'd say, oh, you could... I would say, I would absolutely tell you, I promise.